I am your host, Jordan Skyla Sarf, and this is the Splash Podcast. What's going on? Today is March 26, 2021. Our topics of today. We're going into the trade deadline. Who was traded? What the hell happened? Did anybody win? Did anyone lose? Second topic, we bring back my dad, my MVP, to say what he's got to say, what's going on in the NBA. And we're going to wrap with the splash pick of the week. Last week, we won. The Blazers won the game as the Dogs. RTR, ready to roll, ready to roll. This deadline was actually exciting. There were some big moves, a lot of player swaps, a lot of moving around. Apparently, every guy named Gary in the league was traded. And I got to be honest, it was pretty exciting. So what my plan is right now is I'm going to go through each trade and I'm going to say whether or not which team won and what I think about what's going down. First trade, we've got Dallas gets J.J. Redick and Melly, and they gave New Orleans James Johnson a second round pick and some cash. Well, guess what? This trade for Dallas was good. Listen, J.J. Redick, great player, great outside shooter. I don't know much about Melly, but I like his name. It starts with, it ends with an I, and I'm Italian, so bada bing, great. New Orleans, you got yourself some cash and a second round pick. You could build around it. I don't think this propels either team to the next level. I just think it's, you know, swapping guys and moving them around and just seeing what works. So I don't think anybody really won, but I don't think anybody really lost. Next trade, we got a big one. Victor Oladipo to Miami, and the Houston Rockets got back Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a 2022 swap rights on their pick, which is technically the Brooklyn Nets pick. You know what? Victor Oladipo is a great player. I just don't know how he's going to pair with Jimmy. Like Jimmy's Jimmy Butler is the the Miami Heat. That's his team. He runs. He rides or dies. He's hopped around a few times. This is his home now. So you have this other guy in Victor Oladipo, great guard, great player, but it's going to take some time to get comfortable. And I think Victor Oladipo is going to have to get comfortable with Jimmy having the ball at the end of the game because it's his ball. He's the guy. Victor Oladipo, he's a good player, but he's not at that level yet where he is the guy of the team. He could have, you could argue that he was the guy of Houston, but just like everybody in Houston, everyone's trying to leave that place. So, Honestly, I think Miami is going to have to really work on chemistry to make sure that these two work together. And I know Miami's got some other guys. We'll get to that in a second. But, you know, big trade, Miami, big trade. I think Houston also, that helped them out a little bit because you have some depth. Avery Bradley was a written-off player. I think he was great in Boston. And I think after that, he kind of died out. He's a big-time defender. I know he played in the Lakers as well. And I don't think he went with the team when they won the championship. But... He's an impactful player, and I think if Houston were to get, you know, they have John Wall. I think if they were to get another few key players, they could be a good team down the road. But right now, they're just kind of building. So I don't see this as a loss for either team, but Miami, I'm a little skeptical to see if this superstar lineup is really going to work. Moving on, you know, Lowry didn't go anywhere. Just to point that out, Lowry, scam. His thing, I know he's a Raptor. Here comes a pun, extinct. Trade was extinct. Never happened. Lowry, enjoy your career in Canada. I know you FaceTimed Drake before your game Wednesday night. I don't know what he said to you, but congrats. You're not leaving the team. All right? Do your thing. Stay in Canada. So the Clippers just got Rondo, and they gave the Atlanta Hawks Lou Williams, who, quite honestly, I think has been having a crappy season, 
you know, he's he's older, he's hit his prime, he's going to win a ring if the Clippers get a ring, which won't happen anyway. But, you know, I think, ugh, you know what, I don't like Lou Williams, and I don't like the Clippers at all. So I'm just going to say the Clippers lost because they can kiss my balls. But, you know, Rondo is a leader. I've been saying this since the beginning that the Clippers need two things. They needed a big man, which they didn't do because they're idiots, even though Serge Ibaka is out. They didn't go for Drummond. And they need a leader. And right now, Rondo it could be that leader. I know in Los Angeles in the, on the Lakers last year, he was that guy in the huddle that said, all right, listen, we're going to make a stop. We're going to make a play. I'm not saying LeBron didn't do that. I'm not saying Davis didn't do that. But when you have role players in your team that are willing to step up and you know be that cheerleader for your team and try to get everybody motivated, it can help the team win. And right now, Rondo could be that guy for the Clippers. But they didn't get the Clippers didn't get a big man. They completely wasted their time. I don't know if they're going to buy somebody out or if they're going to figure something out on waivers. I don't know if that's possible, but Clippers lost it. You needed a big man and you did not get a big man. You got a point guard and you gave away one of your, like your most lethal bench shooters ever to, you know, Atlanta. So I see this as a huge loss for the Clippers just because they didn't get what they needed, but Rondo isn't necessarily a bad uh, consolation prize for this trade uh, deadline. Atlanta, you know, you got Lou. He's a great shooter. He could teach a lot of the role players how to be impactful in games. And, you know, you got Trey Young, Nate McMillan. Listen, I know that my girl on uh, this league, uh, Trista, she talks a lot. She was talking shit about Nate McMillan. And now he's, you know, he's getting some claim because they won a bunch of games. And if he does, I love this take that she has. If he does go to the playoffs, that guy's job is pretty much locked in. Or at least he isn't written off as a crappy coach. But now you got Lou Williams. You have a little help now. You have some shooting. So Atlanta, you know, I think Atlanta won out of this trade. I think they're going to squeeze out whatever's left of Lou Williams because that guy can play. When he's hot, he's hot. You don't want to go near him. But he's been a little cold. I seriously think that's just because he was on the Clippers and they're just they're just boring. They're just cold and boring. Like, they're not Los Angeles' team. They're, they're scraps. They're the stepchild. Like, they're... Get them out of there. Like, they should go to a new market and try again. I think they'd be great in Las Vegas, honestly. But Clippers lost the trade. Atlanta definitely won the trade. Moving down, we've got a, a three-way trade. So the Sixers get George Hill. I'll come back to that. You got the Knicks got Ter uh, Terrence Ferguson. They don't need him, but fine. OKC received Austin Rivers. Loser. Tony Bradley. Don't know who he is. And two second-round picks. That's great for OKC. They love picks. Billy Donovan, I don't even know if he's still the coach, but whoever's coaching there, I'm sure they're going to have fun with these second-round picks. You could swap them for players. You could, you know, upgrade to a first-round pick. Second-round picks aren't necessarily a bad thing to have. So I think the Thunder definitely won out of this trade. I know my dad was really excited about George Hill joining the Sixers, which I'm going to be honest with you, George Hill is like the last guy I draft in my 2K drafts. And he's not, listen, he's good. He's a vet, but he's not like, He's not going to change anything there. Like, Simmons is still going to start. This guy's going to come off the bench. I think Shake Milton is still on the team, and he's a guard, too. So this guy's just going to be, a, you know, George Hill's just going to be a veteran status. And, again, not a big, impactful player, but a guy that definitely could make a change if he plays well. But he's not that guy every night. He's not that consistent guy every night. So Sixers, fine. You got a vet. Knicks, Terrence Ferguson, fine. You got a water boy. OKC, you got some picks. I think they definitely won out of the trade. Moving down the lane here. Here's a quick one. I don't think this matters. Miami got uh, 
the guy's name I can't pronounce. Nemanja, uh, something with a B. I'm sorry. I don't know who you are, but, you know, good for you. You're on the heat. You're on a team that's exciting. You know, you can make an impact and move forward. But I don't know who you are. So prove yourself to me right now. The Miami got this uh, guy, NB. We're just going to call him that because I can't pronounce his name. And Sacramento got Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. I used to like Mo Harkless on the, the Blazers. I thought he was a good bench, you know, real good role player. And all right, you know, like we're just trading guys and just testing some shit out. So I don't think anyone won or lost. I hope this guy, uh, Nananaja uh, B, is good. So then I can pr- I'll learn how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a dick. I just, I just don't know who you are. So, you know, I don't think anyone won or lost, but those two teams, you'll see what happens. Big trade. Big, big, big trade coming up right now. Denver Nuggets land Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark, one of the many Garys traded today. Orlando Magic received another Gary. They got Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first-round pick. That's pretty nuts. Denver's all in right now with Aaron Gordon, Jokic, and Jamal Murray. That's a deadly three. I'll be honest with you. That's not a KD, Kyrie, LeBron. I mean, a KD, Kyrie, and Harden, but (laughs) I'll tell you that Gordon, Joker, and Jamal are deadly. That team, I feel they're going to work really well. I think Aaron Gordon, obviously, is going to have to get comfortable in the offense. He's going to have to work with the coach, make sure things are working out. I don't know much about Gary Clark, but he could be a bench player and make impact and make moves down the floor. Um, But... Denver is definitely taking a stride forward in the West with LeBron's injury status being up in the air and AD's injury status being up in the air. The West is kind of a toss and there's no chance the Clippers win. So don't even fucking text or anything that to me because they suck. But Utah, Denver, Portland, these are teams that could snag the West and kind of win the Western Conference Finals if LeBron doesn't play. But all that aside, if LeBron plays, the Lakers are going to the finals. I don't care who's on the team. Sorry. So out of this trade, I think Denver definitely won, but I don't think Orlando lost anything. I think they got, you know, a fresh young guy in Gary Harris and RJ Hampton, and he got a first round pick. So next year they could rebuild. I know the Magic are rebuilding all day, and we're going to get to it. So, you know, I think both teams won this trade. Next one. All right. There's another Orlando trade. The Celtics receive Evan Fournier. And Orlando got back two second-round picks. So before I talk about Evan, I'll say, Orlando, you got a bunch of picks now. You got two second rounds. You got a first-round pick. You know, rebuild your team. Start over. You realize that this wasn't the path. This wasn't the team that's going to go deep into the fin- deep into the playoffs and eventually to the finals. So you made some moves. So I'm happy with Orlando. Boston, you've got yourself a guy now. You have no excuse to fucking lose. You have Kemba, Jalen, uh, Tatum, and now you got Evan Fournier. These That's a stacked lineup. And I know your savior, Marcus Smart, is playing. So you, you have you have no reason to not make the Eastern Conference Finals or at least the semis. Your team's great. On paper, your team's great. I don't know what chemistry issues you have in the, in the what's it called, in the locker room right now, but you're going to have to figure it out because you can't lose to these BS teams in the East. If you can't beat these teams in the East, there's no damn chance you're going to beat them in the West. So Boston definitely won in the trade. Orlando also won in the trade. Both teams got what they wanted, and that's what I call a good trade. That's exciting to say. Moving forward, the Bulls, again, another Orlando trade. The Bulls got Nikola Vucevic, and they also got uh, Al Farouk Amino, who was a guy that I used to like, and I believe he played on the Blazers as well. So the Bulls get Vucevic, and uh, Al Farouk Amino, 
Orlando gets Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, and two first-round picks. Orlando, you've got three first-round picks, two second-round picks, Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter. Orlando, I think, is the big winner of this draft just because they knew they didn't have anything going with their team, but they had star. They had great players. I know Vucevic, technically all-star. Bevin Fournier, great player. And you were able to take those two guys that you knew you couldn't win with, and now you got all these picks and a bunch of role players. So take some chances moving forward in the draft. There's some good players in the draft this year. Not Zion-level players, but you got some guys that you could win with. So I think Orlando won this. You know, I think Orlando's winning in this trade. Chicago, you got Levine. You got Vucevic. You might make a playoff push. You got Colby White. You might make a playoff push. I don't know what they're trying to do. I think they need an action. This is a hot take. I think they need a real all-star. What I mean by that, no disrespect to Nikola Vucevic. But if it was the, if the All Star Game like selection was determined by the top fifteen players in the East, Vucevic wouldn't fall in that category. He's just there because he's a center. That's my take. He's a great player. I'm not denying it. But I think there are other players in the East that should have been over him in the All Star Game. So you have Levine, you have Vucevic. They need another guy. They need someone with some experience who's a real star. A guy that people emulate, a guy that people look up to and say, damn, that guy is fantastic. So Chicago, yeah, you got Vujovic. You got you got something. You won. If you're gonna make a playoff push, you won in your hearts. You know, I'm a I love Michael Jordan. So MJ, you know, I know he used to play there. I know he's a Hornets owner now, but Chicago, you have some life. Orlando, you've got a future. So I am very hot with Orlando right now making these moves. This is the one I posted up on the gram. You got JaVale McGee to the Nuggets. And uh, so JaVale went to the Nuggets. And Cleveland got back uh, Isaiah H., can't pronounce the last name, a protected 2023 second-round pick and a 2027 second-round pick. All right, Cleveland. You know, this JaVale's getting old. You're trying to build for the future. You got back a young guy and a couple picks. Fine, Cleveland. Fine. Denver. Listen, you've got some size on that team now. You've got Joker, Millsap, and you got JaVale. You could rotate those centers. I mean, look, Joker's the best. Don't get me wrong. But you could rotate these guys when you need some second life from a big man. Your big man, I controls, I, this is my take, big men control the flow of the game. If your shooting guard misses and there's no one to clean up the offensive rebounds, the momentum slows down. But if your centers are working hard in the paint, you could make a big push. So Denver, obviously, they have one of the best centers in the game with uh, Joker, who is right now the MVP uh, leader, technically, but that's a whole conversation in itself. You've got Millsap, who's shown life in these big moments and in these games where he could be impactful on the court and get rebounds, he can get layups, he could get fouls, and he could hit free throws. And now you got JaVale, who, big guy, rebounds. Maybe not the best shooter, but he has veteran experience, and he can kind of guide a lot of those younger guys moving forward. So I think Denver definitely won out of the trade. Cleveland just got what, what just some scraps because they're trying to get rid of JaVale. So Denver definitely beat them out on this trade. Let me see if there's anything else. Yeah, all right, this is one. This guy's on my fantasy team. You got Delon Wright, who's on the Pistons, has been traded to the Kings for Corey Joseph and a Lakers second-round pick. And a 2024 second round pick. All right, Detroit. Look, you're rebuilding. You're done with Blake. You got rid of Drummond. I know that's old. 
you got to build a little bit. So you got rid of this guy, Dellen Wright, who I think is a good player. I, you know, he scores, I think he gets like 25 to 30 po- fantasy points every week for me. So he's making an impact on my team. I don't know how he's doing in Detroit. He's making an impact on my team. And you put him on the Kings who don't need shooting. The Kings need rebounding. I know Whiteside could have been that guy. And I always vouch for him because when he was on, I think it was on Miami, he was awesome. And I thought, wow, this guy's going to grow as a center and he's going to get better. But he got shafted on a lot of these trades. And, you know, I would have loved to seen him go to the likes of the Los Angeles Lakers or even Boston. So, or even the Clippers. But right now, I think this trade was a waste of time. So, all right, Kings, you have some shooters. You'll figure out who's going to be on your bench when you eventually draft a star. I know Halliburton's playing well, but you're not going to win a championship with just Halliburton. I'm sorry. Um, oh, and they have Darian Fox, too. I'm sorry. You know, he's a good player, but they need some more help. And I believe that is the rest of the trades I have on my docket. So, big winners in my book. Orlando Magic, your grade with Jordan Skylasarf, A+. plus. You've got first-round picks. You've got second-round picks. You have a bright future ahead of you. You have role players. So let Orlando work its, pun intended, let Orlando work its magic and make some moves and see what happens moving forward because they knew they weren't trying to make a championship run this season. Teams that lost, the Los Angeles Clippers. They could honestly, I don't know what they're listening to. I don't know why they don't pay attention to what's needed on the court. Serge Ibaka is out. Zubak isn't playing as well as he should be. There's no big man on that team. You need some size. If you're going to compete with the Nuggets, the Utah, the Lakers, they all have size. So Clippers, big losers, big, big, big losers. The team right now that's on the hot seat is the Boston Celtics. You heard it from me first. You just got Evan Fournier. I'm going to tell you a story about Evan Fournier. It's one of my favorites. Three years ago, I went to an Orlando Magic game. They're playing the Cavs. And, you know, why am I going to an Orlando Magic game? I had nothing better to do when I was down there. I'm not getting laid. So I go down to the game, and it's a tie game. Three seconds left. Orlando has the ball. They dish it into Fournier. He took, like, a jab step, put up, like, a floater. Buzzer beater winner. The whole stadium jumped up. It was like we won the – it was like they won the championship. That guy can make plays. Uh, if he can make an impact on a market like Orlando, imagine the impact with the fans in Boston if that guy could play well. He's good. He's a good player. So I don't see I don't think there's any excuse for Boston not to go to at least Eastern Conference Finals. I know Miami's a strong team. I know Brooklyn's a strong team. I know the Sixers are strong when they have uh, Embiid. But I think the Celtics, if they don't make a push this year, I think Brad Stevens has got to go. Or they've got to make they've got to move around Brown and Tatum. They've got to get those guys away from each other. Or maybe it's Kemba. Maybe Kemba Walker's just bad luck. When he was in Charlotte, I know they went they might have went past the first round once or twice, but he never went further. You're either a star or a fart smeller. I'm gonna be honest with you. Role players are in their own category. But if you're being labeled as a starting player, you're either a star or a fart smeller. And right now, the entire Celtic team is a bunch of fart smellers. I'm sorry. You got Kemba, Bob, Jalen, great, Tatum, great. But that's it. You can't win on just two guys and a bunch of fart smellers. Kemba's running your offense, and now you have Evan Fournier. So Boston Celtics, you've heard it here first. Do not be a bunch of fart smellers. Be a bunch of stars. Get out there and make a fucking impact on the East. 
because I've seen you do it in the past. One years ago, me, my dad, my brother saw Cleveland against the, the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. This might have been 20, I think it was 2018 Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7. Celtics, listen, they lose the game to Cleveland eventually. But that stadium, that energy, and that juice brought them to life. I know Kyrie Irving was the devil there. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals with him. He was a great player on that team. I know he caused a lot of drama. There was a lot of bullshit. But they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, would you deal with all the bullshit to get there? Of course. Any team would. Deal with a bunch of drama, a bunch of crying, and a bunch of sitting out. Like, I would deal with it if I wanted to get that far. So, you know, Boston Celtics, figure it the fuck out. Don't be a bunch of fart smellers. Be a bunch of stars and go out there and earn your check. MVP. It's the talk right now. Nobody knows who's going to win. With LeBron down and Joel Embiid down, it's a complete toss-up. I'm sitting here with my personal MVP, my dad, Randy Sarf. Dad, how are you? How are you? You know, very blessed to have him here today to talk about the MVP race. And right now, the favorite, minus 110, uh, Nikola Jokic, a.k.a. the Joker. He's been playing fantastic basketball. And then behind him at plus 500, you've got Joel Embiid and LeBron James, who were the two favorites at the time. And with their injuries, it changed everything up. And at the back end of everything, you're looking at James Harden, Luka Doncic, even Curry. I know he's banged up now, but Curry as well. So, Dad, I'm going to ask you, who should be the MVP? Who shouldn't be on that list? What do you got? Well, yeah, first of all, any player that can't play the whole season, either because they're hurt, gone. Embiid, out. LeBron James, out. Really? Kawhi Leonard, out. I'm done with him. Kevin Durant, out. Okay. All of these got Kyrie Irving, he shouldn't even be on the list. Paul George? Loser. I hate Loser. him. Loser. I hate him. <laughs> but there are some names on here that do deserve MVP status right now. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of the year, if you go back to the stats, Luka Doncic was the favorite. Yeah, he was minus, I think it was like plus 180, something like that. He had great odds. So what happened to him all year? He's, his numbers are there. I think the issue is wins, and there's a big conversation about which should wins matter when dealing with MVP because it's not most valuable team. It's most valuable player. Luka Doncic is the most valuable player on that team, of course, and arguably in the league right now, young future. So should do you think that the team's success should account for if that guy should be MVP or not? No, because they don't they give out they don't wait till the end of the year to see who wins the championship to get the MVP out. No. So it's the MVP player during the year. Yes. So if Luka Doncic is in the top five in almost, let's say, every category, mm-hmm. and they don't make the playoffs, that's not his fault. No, he needs a better team. But he is the best player on the team. You have to drive winning. Right, and they're in the playoffs right now. They'll get in the playoffs. Well, with the, the They're new- a playoff team. You, you think they go far? Um, I, the think, way the I think if Porzingis stays healthy, mm-hmm. I think that that team could go. Definitely. Yeah. But is Luka an MVP right now in your eyes? I think he's top five. Who's your pick? Who's your guy? Jim Harden's one. He's your one. He's one 100%. Okay. As long as the Nets keep playing like they're playing mm-hmm. and that they're first or second in the East, yep. he will be MVP. So you're saying the team with the Nets being good – that's going to help his chances at MVP. Correct. Okay. He could carry a whole team. 
he could get them to a point. I think he needs another. Right, he a does. Real, a real guy. In the playoffs, he does need Durant and Kyrie. Yeah. But you don't know if Kyrie's got a, a kid's birthday party or Durant's <laughs> screwing up protocol on COVID while yeah. his, his leg is hurting. Right. Who knows with those two? <laughs> so getting back to MVP, the other guy you got to put in there is Damian Lillard. Oh, love Dame Dalla. Dalla Dame. You know, the guy's one of the top five scorers. Mm -hmm. He's one of the top five three-point shooters. Yeah. And he can make it happen. Plus, he plays every game. Yeah, he plays all the games. He doesn't sit out. Doesn't take rest. Now, do you you think that guy's ever going to win a championship? Just really quick before we uh, get back to MVP. I think definitely one day Damian Lillard will win a championship. Is it with Portland? Um, or no, that, no, okay, definitely not with Portland. Okay, I want to get back to James Harden because look, I think he's playing at an exceptional level. I think with the team he has, and along with a lot of pressure that that team has, with you know all these superstars being, you're expected to win. So with Harden, um, there was one, there's one problem with his resume, and it's all the drama he caused in the beginning of the season. With I want to leave Houston, we're not going to win here. This is bullshit. I want to go somewhere where I can win. Do you think that's going to hurt his chances, or that's why his odds are as high as they are right now? No, I don't think that'll hurt his chances at all. I think he is the best uh, all-around player on the Nets. Okay, and I do think the Nets are the number one team in the East, and I think they'll still be the number one team in the East, even if Durant and Kyrie don't come back to the playoffs. Really? But I do think that in order for the Nets to make it to the finals, Durant or Kyrie have to come back. To close out for the night, we've got our splash pick. I've actually got two splash picks. You could take both and parlay them. You can do whatever you want with them. I love these two games. Boston versus the Bucks. This is for Friday night. Boston versus the Bucks. Love Boston. I feel like they're going to want to come out and prove something. I don't think Milwaukee made any big splashes other than PJ Fucker. So I'm going to say Boston, take the points. And look, they're going to make a run. It's a Friday night game, ESPN. Let's start the season off at the right foot. Halfway point. You know, they're going to make a push. So, Boston, that'd be my first pick. Second pick, you have Denver versus the Pelicans. I would take whatever Aaron Gordon prop is available. Anything. That guy's going to want to come out and play. He's going to want to show that, listen, I'm not just some guy that was in Uncle Drew. I'm a good player. I should be in the All-Star game, and I'm going to set myself right now. So, Nuggets, Celtics, two splash picks of the night. Two picks. That's all the time we have for this week's episode. I am your host, Jordan Sark. Please subscribe, review us, write a review. We're on Apple Podcasts now. We're on Spotify. We're all over the place. Share it with your friends. Tell everybody if they want to hear the latest and greatest NBA news to come to the Splash Podcast. <laughs>